ora iti iwi and welcome back to Inside Netball Koravinda Hunia Toku Ingoa. Round 11 of the ANZ Premiership saw teams putting their foot to the floor with no win coming below 10 goals. Can you even tell it's the end of the season? To talk with me about it today are two former Silver Fern captains, both Adine Wilson and Anna Stanley. Kia ora kōrua. Kia ora. Getting interesting, isn't it? Love it. <laughs> it is getting very interesting and look... We're at the tail end of the competition and usually when you've got one round to go in the competition, all teams have one last chance to go out there and leave it all out there on court. But with all these games still to go, we have Mystics are the only team with one game to go, Pulse have two and the rest have three. So it makes the competition very, very interesting. Adine, what stood out for you in round 11? I think what's fascinating for me is we're having a complete opposite run of what we saw last year i've got the in fact i've got stars colors on <laughs> stars last year number one spot virtually the whole season and then they started this slide and he dropped out of the top three and then what are we seeing from the mystics number one for the whole season and now they've lost three on the trot no grace wicker no way you can hide from it when you take out a superstar you're really going to struggle the mystics are struggling and if they don't beat the pulse this coming round well they could be in danger and you talk about that mystic side i mean you know we everyone talks about that there is no one person bigger than the mm. team and and while I, I agree with that you can't help but think she is a key weapon and and Adine, like i think when we used to play I don't think our Silver Fern team would have been as half as good if we did not have Irene Van Dyke. You know, she this was... This was my argument the other day. Take Irene out of it. We yeah. won a World Cup. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think what is going against the Mystics is that they've only got a few games to really solidify that combination of Vui and Faulkner. Yes, if they had have had all of the season to play that combination, they may be pushing at the top. But the fact is they've got such a tight turnaround and so that's making it difficult for them to really consolidate that combination at the back. But for me, again, another thing that stood out was the physicality. Holy moly, we had <laughs> Shannon Saunders get um, suspended, and that is so out of her character. Time. Wing attack, it's intentional offside. Hold, just hold time. Has the wing attack already had a warning? So wing attack, you're now suspended for two minutes. That was intentional offside. It's in the centre third. Up by the reserve umpire. Centre third. I did a game in Rotorua on the Wednesday night where um, there was a lot of argy-bargy between the magic and the steel. And then, of course, it finished on Monday night with the pulse and the tactics. And there were players all over the court. So perhaps we're starting now to see the fatigue factor kick in. It's been a long season. Players are tired. And they're just perhaps being a little bit late for things. And as a result, we're seeing um, players on the ground and we've also seen a couple of key injuries of late so that perhaps needs to be tidied up a little bit umpires need to start setting the tone early right from the um, first whistle we spoke a little bit about this off camera didn't we Anna about last year we saw the umpires be quite stern and we remember that game where uh, Sulu Fitzpatrick and Jane Watson were actually pulled to the sideline and spoken to and said you know sort it out sort your teams out but this year it doesn't feel like there's been that sternness and I think now we're seeing the the results of it getting real physical and real argy-bargy. Well, as a player, you, 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 you go as far as you can. You push the rules until you get pinged. So perhaps players have felt that they have been allowed to do that. 
and now's the time where perhaps the umpires need to put their foot down. There's only a few rounds to go. There's desperation stuff out there. Teams, you know, really want those three points. So, um, you know, the intensity is going to be there even more so, which means the umpires really do need to set that tone earlier. And as we've already and mentioned, Grace like Nowicki, the shooters are probably feeling the heat of that physicality the most. <laughs> And I remember speaking with Anna Harrison a couple of weeks ago. I think we've also got into the habit now of defenders, tight, tight marking, tight man-on-man -man marking. And that is going to create more of that physicality. And it's also creating the fatigue. You wonder if some of these teams, and I know you want to, don't want to change your game plan completely, but do they need to come off a little bit more, these defenders, instead of being really tight on and come through for some of these clean intercepts, take the umpires out of it. And especially when you've got a tall shooter, it's not worth being tight on them. You're better to confuse the space. So... Yeah, interesting. We'll see what coaches can adapt and adjust in these last couple, oh, the last round, even though it feels like two rounds because there's that many games. Yeah. Well, there's seven games. There's one round to go and there are seven games. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that's nearly two rounds in yeah. itself, isn't it? Yeah. And while I agree with what you've said, Adine, the only problem with that is coming off the body is they don't have to. They're not being called for it. No. So why fix what's not broken? Yeah. You know, which is, you know, a little bit of the scary part. But let's get back to Grace Nowicki because this situation is is a very unique one. And uh, we have been talking about an article that has come out from the great Suzanne McFadden of Locker Room <laughs> who uh, had a uh, court it all with Grace Nowicki, obviously, who, you know, doesn't look to be coming back until perhaps the grand final. Adine, how does this affect the competition, not only for the ANZ Premiership, but the Silver Ferns as well? I think it's huge and um, you know what's interesting for Grace is this is her first ever real injury. Uh, she has never had sit on the sideline before and you, you quite often forget how young she is because she has been around a couple of seasons. So all this is massive learning for her but one it's a concern for the Mystics because they were tracking beautifully and then the worst thing is that same article actually said two more players with COVID so whether that goes even further in that Mystic squad but that's I think to your point it is also concerning for the Silver Ferns because I think a lot of expectation has been building to what Grace Wicked can provide in that silver fern environment we're still not sure if we're going to see amelia ann back there she's still building so it leaves some huge question marks um, for that shooting in for the silver ferns Annie. and and just to show you you know how valuable she is in her last game she put up 55 goals and even Vui and Faulkner combined, when they finish a game, they don't even put up 55. So just goes to show you how valuable she is. She's put up 500 goals all season. The only player that's put up more than her is, is Aaliyah Dunn on 508. But aside from that attack end that perhaps is struggling a little bit, the Mystics, you know, the defensive end over the last two games, Fitzpatrick and Karaka have been quiet without a doubt, you know, against the tactics. They got that bonus point. They were very quiet. I think they only got about four uh, intercepts or deflections in that game against the Stars. So, you know, perhaps it's not only the attack end that need to lift, it's the defensive end as well for the Mystics. Yeah, it's quite amazing what can come when a key player comes off court right. And, well, we actually had the pleasure of catching up with Grace Nowicki, our very own Adine Wilson, on the ground. Here's what she had to say. Grace, thank you so much for joining us. How frustrated are you getting having to sit and watch from the sideline? 
Yeah, I wouldn't say the word is frustrated. I think it's just like a challenge. Um, it's hard not being able to play and it's hard watching your team lose and not being able to contribute. So yeah, I'm just learning how to deal with that. Is this the first time that an injury has put you out and kept you from getting on court? Yeah, it is. I've had niggles and things that we manage, but I've never not been able to like take the court for my team. So it's definitely different. How are you staying involved with the team? Are you turning up to every training? Are you having to sit on the bike while the rest of the girls are training? What does it look like currently? Yeah, I'm not quite biking yet, hopefully next week, but I am at all the trainings. I get treatment while I'm there and I see I'm there for all the meetings and just trying to, for me personally, I want to be there and see everyone and feel like I'm connected still, but also just like staying up with what we're doing and um, queuing in. What sort of feedback are you giving to your shooters that are out there doing that hard mahi at the moment and you know it's hard for them, hard yeah. when they're not used to losing so what are those small things that you're giving them to really try to pick them up yeah definitely just I think for this game and generally like letting the ball go is a big one for us I don't want to say too much that they when you're playing badly or you're having a hard game you really know that it's not working for you and it's more just a positive reinforcement like you've got this like keep turning and shooting it's a big one for our team put the shots up like I, I back them and so just reminding them of that how confident are you that you're going to be back, that you're going to take this court for the ANZ Premiership? Because we've seen that they really would be good to have you. Yeah, I'm, I'm confident. Like, I'm going to put everything I can into this rehab. I am, it's that balance of not rushing back too soon to make things worse, but also, like, pushing that boundary of what you can do in that time frame. So I'm trying my best and I'm hopeful. Who are the key people that you're having to listen to at the moment to make sure that you're doing your recovery, you're still doing your fitness? Is it Helene? Is it that whole management side that's feeding into that recovery? Yeah, the number of people supporting my rehab. So I've got our team physio as well as the Ferns um, physio and trainer. And so working together to make a plan and hopefully see me back in a couple of weeks. Is it also talking to these senior players, all of them at different times have had injuries? Has there been any advice about coping yeah. with sitting there with the frustration and coming back? Yeah, I've definitely had a lot of support from my teammates, um, specifically Mickey, who has done a lot worse than me, and I've never had an injury before, so it's a big learning curve for me, and she's been really supportive. Like, she knows what it's like. She's been through the ringer, so it's cool to have her wisdom and support. What about the belief in the side? That's two losses now for the Mystics. Do you get the sense that you still believe that you know your pulse coming up this Saturday? Yeah. How important is it to gonna get that win, not only because you need the points, but two for confidence? Yeah, there's so much belief, and I have so much belief in this team, and I, we have belief amongst each other. Like, we know that anyone on the bench can come on and play well. I just think it's different with the moving circle. We haven't had to play like that all season, so it's that learning that has to happen in two or three weeks that I guess we're still figuring out. But I know we can do it and we show up every week to train hard we want to we have the belief there it's just a matter of executing and you've got the personnel all the best yeah. for the next week thank you very much Na mihi kia koe. Grace Nawikian, all the very best with your recovery we are hoping that you are back on court very very soon but wahine this leaves us with the situation of how is this going to go because usually at this stage of the competition we know who's going to be in the finals based on points well around about um, you know two halves of the competition slowly start to separate. But this time around, with so many games left, it leaves it all up in the air. So, Anna, I know you have some 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 mathematics going on over there on yes. the table. Well, of course, the Mystics are at the top, so they only have one more game left, and that is against the Pulse, right? So if they win that, they are at the top, and they are pretty much hosting a grand final. But if they don't win that, and the Pulse win their next game against the Tactics... They then leapfrog to, leapfrog to 34. Stars have got three games. If they win all their three, they get to 34 as well. So then it becomes a matter of who's got the better goal diff. At the moment, Pulse are ahead.
but stars know what they have to do. And so if, if they can win these next three games and win them very well, um, then they can go all the way through. And they've got their last game on, they've got two games back to back next week, Wednesday, Thursday, and Adine and I were talking before. They will know by the time they hit that Thursday game, how many points they have to win by. So that makes it quite exciting. Yeah, it does. It does actually. Adine, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I almost think now, even though the Stars are sitting third on the table, I almost think they're in the best position because they've got those three games. And to your point, Annie, that last game when they play the Steel on Thursday the 2nd, they will know everything by then because the Pulse and the Mystics would have already played. So they will know how much they have to score, whether they're still in it because they have or haven't won their other two games. And I also feel like they had a massive learning from last year, the Stars. What they learned from having that slide late, they're playing good netball now. They got a massive win over the Mystics by their biggest margin ever in ANZ. So you feel the momentum is coming in their direction. And they got that huge win without Anna Harrison. They had Liana Debrain playing 227 <laughs> National League matches. So throw back in Anna Harrison. You've got Kayla Johnson on fire. You've got Holly Fowler on fire. Ali Temu, Mila Rulu Buchanan. When you look at all of those players, you kind of feel like the stars have got the informed players. They've got the momentum. They've got that nice little... Um, three games that they can start building, get their mojo. So, yeah, I feel like the Stars could really threaten this one and, and push strongly for a home final. We just need COVID to stay away because, as we've been talking about, there is a second wave hitting in Auckland in particular. Two, two of the Mystics players are down from Sunday. Kitty Wills, of course, was isolating uh, last week. Hopefully she'll be back for this weekend's um, matches. But, you know, you don't want that to hit the Stars or Mystics either because that can be um, have a massive impact on, on the results. That would be absolutely devastating as I think the Mystics, even though it's by injury, are kind of feeling right now. Wahine, I, I know we've got another round to go in, in a few extra games, but I'm going to go there. What are your predictions? Who's going to be in that grand final or the final series? <laughs> oh, I think I'm going to go Pulse Stars in the in the in the final. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Dane. <laughs> I, I think I agree with you because if the Mystics do not beat the Pulse in this game on what day is that game? Saturday. That's on Saturday. And I don't think they will beat them without no. Grace. Um. So I feel like I agree. I feel like we could have a grand final in Wellington, um, potentially, or could it be a Pullman? I don't know, but I do feel if you're looking at form, pulse and stars are in form. I know mathematically the steel still have a chance, but I feel like that's probably just- I think just you're dreaming. I think you're dreaming a Dean on that one. <laughs> I think you've got your southern <laughs> steel cap on. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm pulse um, stars. And you've got a lot of silver fern contenders across those two yeah. two squads and I mean, as well. And you've, they really need to step up. You've really talked up the stars. You know, I'll talk up the pulse because that last in their last game on Monday night, they really did step up as well. Everyone on court, the intensity was there, physicality was there. Perhaps needs to be pulled back a little bit this round, uh, but they're starting to slide just at the right time as well. Slide up. 
Kia ora, I'm here down at Netball Waitakere for a Mystics media announcement where they'll be giving us an update on Grace Nwicky's ankle injury as well as a couple of other injury and illness concerns in the Mystics camp. The talk at training is what, what our strengths are at the moment with the team and playing to those strengths for 60 minutes, so that's what we're talking about. But not only do we have Grace, we've also got some COVID cases um, in our team, so um, we're managing that situation at the moment. Ian, can you talk anything further on who that is or how many people are affected? No, I can't talk about who it is or people affected, but what I can say is that we've got um, a minimum of two confirmed cases um, that came um, on the weekend and um, we are managing what that scenario looks like at the moment and there's many scenarios that come over, um, out of that possibility due to the changing nature of people's health. Yeah. And how is that for you because you know the game against the Stars was probably not what you wanted going into the finals and then I think it was your, maybe your second or third loss on the trot which is very different from what you've had all the rest of the yeah. season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know since Grace's injury what we, we've proven to ourselves is that we're still incredibly competitive when all our players are fit and healthy to take the court. Um, so the learnings from the weekend are is how can I get a fit and healthy team ready to play the Pulse this weekend. Who that will be as of today, I do not know. Will you be bringing in any reinforcements? Um, I will be using whatever players are available to make up a team of 10 players to take the court. Is there a chance you'll uh, call players over from other teams, the scenario like at the begin beginning of this season? You can't call players from other teams. What you can do is take players who are not contracted in another team and they can play in any team this year. Whereas in previous years, once players take the court or take the bench for an ANZ team, twice in a season, they can't play for other teams. This year they can. So all we can do is look to NNL players or retired players to take the court. Um, and Storm, I'm looking at you. Can you tell us who you're looking at? No, I can't, because I haven't spoken to the players yet. With the minimum of two, obviously, um, being quite early on, what is sort of the go then with if the game has to be postponed or looking ahead to that option? Look, we have to go by the competition rules. The competition rules state that you can request a postponement based on um, X amount of players being um, affected by COVID. We haven't done that yet. Um, then the decision of whether we play or whether we don't is up to Netball New Zealand and they have a panel of experts that make that decision, so the decision is out of our hands. Obviously you do all you can to, um, to make sure the players are fit and healthy, but the reality is, is that it's a tight window. Um, most players throughout this year have taken 14 days minimum to return to game competition. The, the positive thing is, is that from the weekend to the elimination final, it is more than 14 days. And with Grace, just going back to that, um, she's got a lot on her plate, you know, with a big year of people coming up. How are you managing as the coach, obviously keeping in mind finals, but she will be looking forward to Com Games World Cup as well, so how are you approaching that? Yeah, look, Grace has got a, a ligament um, strain and tear in her ankle, commonly known as a sprained ankle. She has got the best care around her to get back on court as quickly as possible. We are hopeful she'll be ready for the elimination final and um, she won't be 100%, that would be unlikely, but there's been many top athletes in New Zealand sport that have played finals, not been 100%, so if she's cleared by the doctor she will be playing the elimination final. 
Currently she's on two sessions, rehab sessions a day, she's getting quality physio treatment, she's working in the pool which is what we do to get them back on court, she's walking really well, she's doing all the things that she needs to to get on court. So we're really really hopeful that she will be back for the elimination final. Any injury causes concern for any player but the Sewer Ferns timeline is a lot longer than the Mystics timeline so you know the timeline for this type of injury is four to six weeks usually, um, that's well um, inside, sorry, the, the Silver Ferns um, timeline is well outside that timeline. So, and she's progressing well, like she's progressing um, earlier than rather than later. So, I don't think the Silver Ferns is an issue for her. I think what she needs to do is concentrate on just getting healthy, getting back on court, building up her confidence. And if she can do that in the ANZ Premiership, that bodes well for her for trials for Silver Ferns. We saw Phoenix in a goal shoot uh, for a little bit there. I think. As you know, great and entertaining as it was, sometimes those things can hinder, you know, development or you know, there's been talk that other players could have come on. Because you've trialled it and pending if she isn't one of the COVID cases, is that an option for you? Oh absolutely she's an option. She shot at a hundred percent, she was available, she's a big, we can get the ball to her. That's the style of netball that we're used to playing. I actually, uh, it annoys me that people say I hinder players' development. I'm the only coach in the competition that hasn't called in retired players. So I'm really confident that we actually embrace the development of players. But there is no point putting out a development player on the court when they are not ready to play ANZ Premiership. So we've used Grace Numina from NNL, we've used Danny Binks from NNL, and so they are the players that were available to us on that day as other NNL players were playing in other teams. So I'm really proud of the fact that the Mystics environment supports developing players. And how much has she been practising her shots? She practises shots every week. So does Peter Tuiava, so does Sula Fitzpatrick. Every player in a netball team practices, practices their shots. So does Storm Purvis, so there you go. I might put her on the court too. <laughs> the ANZ Premiership Grand Final will be Sunday, June the 12th, so we are edging closer and closer. And of course, you can get all the feedback right here on Inside Netball. Kōrua, thank you so much for joining me. Nice to be here. Yeah, and I can't wait to see our predictions roll. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, Fano, all the netball action is live to you on Sky Sport. From us here, though, Matiwa.